You're listening to the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast. Remember to like, share, comment, subscribe, and click the bell to make sure you get the latest episodes of the podcast. Be sure to like and share our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast. On today's episode of the podcast, we preview the ODI series between Australia and England. It's the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast, and let's get started. Let's have a look at the ODI series fixture between Australia and England. The first ODI will be played at the Adelaide Oval on November the 17th. The second ODI will be played at the SCG on November the 19th. And the third and final ODI of the series will be played at the MCG on November the 22nd. Let's have a look at the ODI stats between Australia and England. Head-to-head in ODIs overall, Australia lead that, 84 to England, 63. Both teams record in Australia in ODIs. Australia lead that as well, 45 to England's 25. Leading run scorer, Morgan, with 1,952 runs. Leading wicket-taker, Lee, with 65. Most dismissals, Gilchrist, with 64. Most catches, Maxwell, with 19. Most matches, Finch with 16. And the first ODI match between Australia and England was back in 1971. Let's have a look at both Australia's and England's ODI squads. Let's have a look at Australia's ODI squad and talk about some of the challenges facing Australia in this ODI series against England. The squad that they've selected for this series, Cummins, Abbott, Ashton Agar, Carey, Green, Hazelwood, Head, Labashane, Mitchell Marsh, Smith, Stark, Stornis, Warner, and Zampa. That's the Australian one-day squad for this ODI series against England. Um, after an unsuccessful T20 World Cup campaign at home in 2022, Australia turned their attention to the ODI World Cup next year in India as they prepare in this ODI series against England to add another World Cup trophy to the trophy cabinet. Australia. Um, Australia's results this summer in the ODI series thus far have been mixed, but you would say they have been successful at the same time. Now, Zimbabwe came early in the summer to play three ODIs. Australia won that series 2-1, the best of three. They really should have won 3-0. The last game of that series in Townsville, they sort of stuffed it up with the batting and had a batting collapse. Uh, the series against New Zealand, which was in Cairns early this summer as well, and around about that August-September period, uh, they won that series 3-0. Uh, this series against England, which will be the last ODI series of this Australian summer, uh, because South Africa were meant to come out to play an ODI series in January. That has been cancelled, obviously, because of various reasons. Um So this is the last ODI series for the summer against England. Uh, Can they win this series, Australia? Make it three ODI series wins this summer? Remains to be seen. This is their biggest challenge as an ODI side, playing against England, who are the world champions. So this series, compared to the series against Zimbabwe and New Zealand, will be a very testing, challenging series for the Australian team. Now, the changes to the one-day squad from the Zimbabwe and New Zealand series that will be played early in the summer. The biggest uh, change that Australia have made to their squad is that Glenn Maxwell is missing. 
Now, I think everyone will know by now why Glenn Maxwell is not in this ODI squad. Um, apparently, he was at a birthday party, tripped over, and he's broken his leg quite badly. So Glenn Maxwell will be on the sidelines for quite some time. So that's a bit of a bit of a downer. Uh, it's a freak accident. Um, so Glenn Maxwell's missing from the squad. Sean Abbott, he was dropped from this ODI squad against England. Originally, has been back into the, has been recalled back to the squad, I should say, to replace Glenn Maxwell. So he comes in for Maxwell Abbott. Obviously, Josh Inglis is out of the squad as well. Uh, due to that freak accident on the golf course, which ruled him out of the T20 World Cup squad for Australia. He's not in this ODI, uh, ODI squad. He was in the squad for the Zimbabwe-New Zealand series, but he's not in the squad for this series against England because of that injury to his hand. Um, obviously, Aaron Finch has retired, obviously, so Travis Head comes in to replace him, and you would think Travis Head will open the batting and partner David Warner at the top of the order during this series. So those are some of the changes to uh, Australia's ODI squad for this series against England. Um, the biggest challenge for Australia in this series is how Pat Cummins will go as captain. Pat Cummins replacing Aaron Finch as the one-day captain. Um, a lot of people say that's a good move. A lot of people say that isn't a good move. We should have chose someone else. Um, so the we say goodbye to the Aaron Finch captaincy era. As Aaron Finch has retired, he's now passed on the baton of captaincy to Pat Cummins. And now the Pat Cummins captaincy era is about to begin against England. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Pat Cummins goes as captain of the ODI side. Different captaincy style compared to how he operates in the test side. Um, he's captained ODI cricket before. Uh, he's captained one day cricket, I should say, domestically for New South Wales. And he's done a pretty good job in his short captaincy career domestically in one day domestic cricket for New South Wales. Um, be interesting to see how Pat Cummins goes as captain. I think the biggest challenge for him is trying to find a style that works in one day cricket. Obviously the way he captains in test cricket, I think he'll use the same principles as he would in test cricket to the one day side. Uh, more of a collective sort of discussion amongst the players and a collective sort of collaborative uh, style of captaincy. So it'll be interesting to see how Pat Cummins goes as captain. Now let's talk about the batting, the batting uh, challenges for Australia in this series. As we saw in the series against Zimbabwe and New Zealand early in the summer, Australia's top order was struggling. Batting collapses and losing wickets too early on in the innings. That's something that Australia will need to try and improve in this series against England. They can't afford batting collapses against England. Um... As we go back to the series against Zimbabwe, uh, the top order failed in game number three. They lost five for 72, the top order there. The uh, the series against New Zealand, the top order struggled uh, throughout that whole series. In the first two games, in game number one, there were five for 44. Game number two, there were five for 54. Now, obviously, those two games, Australia won, and obviously won the last game quite easily. But... The top order needs to stop these batting collapses from happening. Can't lose early wickets in the innings. It puts pressure on the rest of the batting order. And they can't afford that to happen in this series against England. So it's something that Australia will need to work on during this series. And, and also leading up to the World Cup next year. Is the batting and the top order. 
they can't afford to lose early wickets. So it'll be interesting to see how the top order responds in this series against England. Now, obviously, with Aaron Finch retiring, it means Travis Head gets an opportunity to open the batting with David Warner. He gets an opportunity to open the batting in the series against England. Australia have other options that could open the batting in the one-day side. Ben McDermott's one of them. Josh Philippi as well. And Josh Inglis. Um, obviously, those candidates have been talked about. But Travis Head's been given the first go. And it's very important for him to do well in this series against England. If he does well, then he'll probably be the permanent opener. Um, obviously, how will the David Warner-Travis Head... Uh, partnership go during this series as an opening pair. Uh, they have opened the batting before in ODIs. Uh, the partnerships they've had when opening the batting together have been mixed. Um, so the partnerships they've had 13, uh, 284, 25, and 24. Now they've opened the batting um, four times in one day cricket and they had. A, a very big partnership of 284. That was against Pakistan in Adelaide, obviously, where Australia won that game quite easily. So they've had a mixed result as an opening pair, obviously, uh, David Warner and Travis Head. They've only really opened the batting uh, four times, as I mentioned. Two of them were against Pakistan in the same series in 2017 in Australia. And also they had two innings against England in the one-day series in 2017-18, following that Ashes series that summer. So they've had a bit of a mixed result in the opening partnership in one-day cricket, but it's a big opportunity for Travis Head especially to cement his spot in this ODI side as an opener, I should say. Um, he had a good series in Pakistan early this year, scoring a century. I believe that was in uh, Lahore. Um, during that one-day series that Australia played against Pakistan. So, uh, big opportunity for Travis Head. Needs to grab it with both hands. His record opening the batting is pretty good in one-day cricket. Nearly 600 runs, averaging around about 45.5 from 15 innings, which is not bad. Um, he'll be looking to improve those numbers throughout this series against England. So, those are some of the batting challenges that Australia will need to address in this series against England. Obviously, the top order, they need to fire, need to score runs, need to stop batting collapses. And obviously, Travis Head, David Warner, new opening partnership. It'll be interesting to see how they'll operate throughout this series. So, those are some of the challenges that Australia will face with the bat in this ODI series against England. Let's talk about the bowling challenges for Australia in this ODI series against England. Now, Australia's bowling this summer in the ODI series against Zimbabwe and New Zealand has been good. They managed to get wickets. The ODI series against New Zealand, they bowled very well, especially in the last game of that series. Um, and they bowled pretty well throughout those two series thus far this summer. But during the T20 World Cup, the bowling attack hasn't fired and hasn't been in good touch. Uh, Stark, Hazelwood, Cummins, Sampa had indifferent performances during the T20 World Cup. Under pressure ahead of this ODI series against England. Different format, of course. Um, they can look to get back into some form. Obviously, different format. Longer format with the one-day game compared to T20 cricket. But their bowling was poor across the board. Uh, as I mentioned, during that T20 World Cup, Australia's bowling was pretty below average. Uh, didn't execute their plans or skills with the ball. Bowled inconsistent lines and lengths. Deaf bowling was a problem. 
Uh, didn't quite bowl well at the death. They've got to address that in this series. And coming into this ODI series, as I mentioned earlier, the bowling attack from Australia is under pressure to perform. Uh, the likes of Stark, Cummins, Hazelwood, Adam Zampa, who had a very indifferent T20 World Cup, need to really get back into the swing of things in this ODI series against England. Now, for Australia, it's pretty much going to be a series where they're going to rotate the bowlers. Obviously, the all-rounders in the side, like Sean Abbott, Stornis, Mitchell Marsh and Cameron Green will have a big role to play, uh, given that Stark and Hazelwood and maybe Pat Cummins will be rotated ahead of the Test Series against the West Indies, which is not far away at the end of this month. So the all-rounders will have to have to really lift their game in the bowling uh, department. Um, for Australia, they need to go back to the basics with the ball. And we saw that during the T20 World Cup, they were lacking the basics. Uh, so pretty much in this ODI series, do the basics. That's bowling dot balls to build pressure on the batters, bowling partnerships, execute their plans and skills with the ball and what they want to try and do. Uh, keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate it. Um, and if, if Australia can do the basics well with the ball, I think they'll do all right in the series against England. So for Australia's bowlers, it needs some work. It hasn't been at their best um, over the last few weeks during the T20 World Cup. So let's hope in this ODI series they can really address those problems. Obviously, the challenges, obviously... Uh, they will face, as we mentioned, is that they really need to do the basics well with the ball. They really need to start performing um, and try to take wickets and make sure they can restrict England to any sort of score that Australia can chase or defend um, in this uh, in this short series. So for the Australian bowlers, those are some of the challenges they will need to overcome. And if they can overcome those challenges, then they'll have success and hopefully that will lead to Australia winning this series. But we shall see what happens um, from the bowlers in this series for Australia. But um, for Australia, it's an important ODI series as they look to prepare uh, for the 50-over World Cup next year in India. Let's have a look at England's ODI squad and talk about some of the challenges facing England in this ODI series against Australia. The squad they've selected for this ODI series against Australia, England, Butler, Ali, Billings, Sam Curran, Dawson, Jordan, Milan, Rashid, Roy, Salt, Stone, Vince, Willie, Wokes, and Luke Wood. And that's the England squad for this ODI series against Australia. Uh, coming off their T20 World Cup victory over Pakistan, England turned their attention to defending their World Cup title, which they won back in 2019. This ODI series against Australia, they will be looking at ways to improve and get better as an ODI side. We know they're a very good one-day team, and that's why they won the World Cup in 2019. They have a strong squad for this one-day series against Australia, and their one-day cricket has gone from strength to strength. Every year, England seem to be getting better and seem to be pulling away from the rest of the teams in one-day cricket in world cricket. They're looking to reinvent the wheel and try different things in the one-day game, which has really worked and has led them to success. It'll be interesting to see how they balance their T20 World Cup players in this ODI series. Now, Butler, Ali, Sam Curran, Jordan, Milan, Rashid, Salt, and Wokes, all of them played in the T20 World Cup. And 
it's not ideal um, after you've just played a T20 World Cup, won the final, you play a ODI series a few days after the final against Australia. So I think England will make some changes to their team throughout this series. I think some of their players will be rested who were a part of the T20 World Cup squad. But that will give opportunities to other players like Billings, Dawson, Roy, who comes back after being dropped from the T20 side, um, Stone, Vince, Willie, and Luke Wood, who's just burst onto the scene, uh, will give them an opportunity to try and push their case for selection for that uh, World Cup squad next year in India. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how England balance the workload and management uh, throughout this series. Now, obviously, there's no Livingston, there's no Mark Wood, there's no Brook, there's no Hales, Mills. They're not a part of the ODI squad. They were a part of the T20 World Cup squad. But England, um, obviously not playing their full-strength squad. It's still a very good squad. Obviously, Joe Root's not here. Uh, Johnny is not here. He's injured. And obviously, Ben Stokes has retired from one-day cricket. So, apart from those absences from the squad, it's a pretty good squad. All of them are very talented. They're very skillful. Um, they know what they're doing they've had experience at international level um so it'll be interesting to see how they go in this series against australia um let's talk about some of the challenges that england will face we'll start with the batting to be honest i don't think england will be troubled at all in this series uh with the bat uh to be honest i can't really think of many challenges they'll have to overcome um they've been scoring runs as we saw in the recent t20 world cup some of their main players, like Butler in particular, has been scoring runs. Uh, Dal Milan had a bit of a quiet T20 series. Mo and Ali the same as well. Um, so it'll be interesting, uh, Phil Salt, to go back onto that last point about the, the batters scoring runs from the T20 World Cup. Um, he had a quiet T20 World Cup. He only played two, two games, really. That was the semi-final and the final. And he didn't really have much of a contribution there. So um, the batting's been a has been good towards the back end of the T20 World Cup. And going into this ODI series, their batting uh, should do okay um, because they've got very good batters who can do the job. The likes of Butler Alley, Billings, uh, Sam Curran is the all-rounder. You've got Jason Roy who can be dangerous. Um, Phil Salt can be as well. Darwin Milan is reliable. James Vince is quite good. So... Not too many challenges for England's batters in this series against Australia. I think they'll do well, um, and I think they'll, you know, really test out the Australian bowlers. It, it's just a very good batting lineup. They all bat from 1 to 11. Everyone can bat, uh, just about. Uh, but it will give opportunities for some batters um, to put up their hand for selection for next year's uh, 50 over World Cup in India. Batters like James Vince, Phil Salt, Sam Billings um, in particular, uh, looking to put their hand up for selection, looking to really play well. Uh, Jason Roy's got a point to prove because he was dropped from the T20 side. He's back for the one-dayers against Australia. So he's got a point to prove as well, to say, hey, you know, I'm still here and I'm still scoring runs. So it's a big series for some for some batters in this uh, England batting lineup because... You know, when Root and Livingston come back along uh, with some other guys like Bairstra as well, it's going to be very hard for England to try and select a squad of 15 players for that World Cup next year in India. So this is a big opportunity, as I mentioned, for those players to really put up their hand for selection. 
Um, basically for England, if they do the basics well with the bat, you know, rotate the strike, build partnerships, run well between the wickets, put pressure onto the Australian bowlers and fielders, if they can do the basics well, then I think they'll have success and I think they'll have a very productive series. So those are some of the challenges facing England in this ODI series against Australia with the bat. Um, not too many challenges. I think the batters will do well. Uh, we shall see what happens in this ODI series against Australia. But England's batters, you would back them to do well, score runs and post big turtles. But we shall see what happens in this series uh, for England against Australia. Let's talk about the bowling challenges for England in this ODI series against Australia. Um, the bowling attack from England has been in very good form. As we saw in the recent T20 World Cup, the likes of Sam Curran, who had an outstanding tournament, bowled well in the final, bowled well throughout the tournament, deserved to be player of the tournament at the end of the day. Uh, he bowled well. Uh, Chris Jordan, when he came in towards the back end of the tournament in the semi-final and the final, did well. Adil Rashid's been pretty good. Um, he's done his role pretty pretty well. Chris Wokes uh, chipped in with some wickets there. Mo and Ali didn't bowl all that much in this in in this T20 World Cup, but when he was required with the ball, he did his job as well. Um, so the England bowlers have done pretty well, as we've seen in the recent T20 World Cup. So coming into this series against Australia, I think they'll continue on their great form and and uh, the way they've been going at the moment. They've got confidence. They're full of confidence, uh, taking wickets, and they're in you know very really they're in a really good headspace. And I think they will challenge the Australian batters. You know, Sam Curran with his uh, swing, his variations, uh, Adil Rashid with his spin, his leg spin. He'll definitely challenge the Australian batters because, as we know, Australia do have a weakness against spin. Uh, Chris Wilkes uh, can can also uh, be challenging as well on his day. Chris Jordan's pretty experienced and he knows what to do as well. So it is a very good bowling attack that England have selected. Obviously, there's no Mark Wood. He's been rested because of a very uh, busy T20 World Cup, obviously. Didn't play in the semi-final or the final. Uh, so England decided to you know, leave him out of this ODI squad, which is uh, fair enough, obviously, trying to manage his workloads. Um, as I said for the batting, it's the same with bowling as well. Um, that some bowlers in this... Uh, sorry, not in, in this um, England team uh, will be looking to push for selection for that 50-over uh, World Cup next year in India. Uh, Luke Wood is one of them. Uh, he's a new bowler on the scene, played two T20s in Pakistan, and it's a great opportunity for him to show us what he can do. You've also got Liam Dawson, the spinner, uh, another opportunity given to him to push his case for selection to be a part of England's World Cup squad. Um, you've also got Ollie Stone, who's been riddled with injuries, and he's quite a very good bowler. He bowls um, very good pace. So an opportunity for him with Mark Wood out of the side, being that point of difference with pace and that X factor, good opportunity for him to really put up his hand for selection as well. Um, so there's something to play for for the England bowlers, the likes of Stone, Dawson and Luke Wood, that is, not Mark Wood, um, to really put up their hand for selection for next year's uh, 50 over World Cup in, in India. So I think the England bowlers will have a very good series. Um, they're full of confidence, as I mentioned before. 
um, you know, when you've had a great T20 World Cup like the England bowlers have had, uh, that does transfer into uh, confidence, um, belief, and no doubt they'll have a, a very good series in in this ODI series against Australia. So uh, we shall see what happens. But if the England bowlers do the basics well, like they did in the T20 World Cup in this ODI series against Australia, bowling dot balls to build pressure on the batters, bowl in partnerships, execute their plans and skills with the ball, keep it simple, then I think they'll have a good series and challenge the Australian batters in this series. So those are some of the challenges for the England bowlers. And um, for England... Um, they're probably the favourites to win this series. They're number one in the world when it comes to one-day cricket, the world champions. So if they overcome some of the challenges with the bat and with the ball, um, you you should think they should win this series against Australia. But as we know in cricket, anything can happen. Nothing goes to plan. But it should be an interesting series from England's point of view. But as I mentioned, there's a lot of players who want to push their case for selection. Great opportunity for them to, to really... Uh, make the selectors take notice of them ahead of the World Cup next year in India. So plenty to play for for England, an ODI series on the line, but also preparation for the 50, 50 over World Cup next year in India. Both Australia and England will be looking at ways on how they can get better as a one-day team during this ODI series. This is perfect preparation for both teams as we head into a World Cup in 2023 in India. Australia will be hoping to return to winning ways after a disappointing T20 World Cup at home. England will be looking to continue on their winning momentum following their T20 World Cup win. These two teams play some good cricket in any format of the game, and this ODI series should be an exciting contest. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode. Be sure to subscribe and click the bell to get the latest episodes of the podcast, and like and share our Facebook page, and follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Until next time, keep safe and bye for now.